Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Raising Good Humans. I'm Dr. Eliza Pressman. Today we're talking with Madeline Nusser, who's the Vice President of Creative Content and Digital Experience at Allstate Identity Protection. And we're just going to find out what we need to know so that we can have digital safety in our households and better protect families and employees and anybody in your life. Allstate Identity Protection has the best plans for families, especially digitally active families, which is pretty much every family. You can enroll your entire household under one family plan, spouse, kids, parents, in-laws, all of them, for a flat rate that's less than you would pay for two individual plans. Go to AIP.com slash humans today to see if Allstate Identity Protection is available through your employer. If not, get a 30-day free trial at AIP.com slash humans. Today, we're actually going to dive a little deeper on all states' identity protection plan because we want to understand it. We, for the most part, are families in this digital world, and there's a lot that can happen if you don't take the time to find out about, and not to be a fear monger, but you need identity protection. So here are my questions to just understand this. Can you tell us why do we need identity protection in households, like for family plans? And let's just assume we're all digitally active because I just, you know, I'm guessing. Well, I'm going to take a while. True. According to the CDC, kids are logging on up to seven and a half hours a day. And that's an average, which I can believe. I mean, I think I log on more than that. Yeah. So as a result, more of kids' information is being gathered, used, and stored online. And that means childhood identity theft continues to be a growing problem. This is a jarring stat. In the U.S., one out of every 50 kids experienced identity fraud in the past year alone, according to a key study. If you're wondering you know, why kids and why families, kids are attractive targets for identity theft because they tend to have clean credit. It's something you don't think of. Everyone has credits, even kids. And, you know, we usually don't check our kids' credit scores. They certainly usually don't check their credit scores. Definitely not. <laughs> So, of course, this fraud can go undetected for years and years. I'm totally curious about just what that means when I know yeah. that might seem obvious and you're probably in this all the time. But what would it mean if your identity is taken, if your kid's identity is taken and how might that happen? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just if you're kind of asking what is identity theft, I am. which is a great question. Yeah. It's quite simply when someone uses your personal information without permission, they're usually trying to open an account, 
make a purchase or access your financial records. So when it comes to kids, scammers may either use kids' full identity or even create a synthetic identity, blending a bunch of their data, so real data and made-up details. And again, why? Why is a great question. Ultimately, an identity thief could be trying to do many things, from stealing money, which is what we most often think about, to impersonating others for personal gain. Now, parents are right to be concerned about this since personal information stolen from kids can be used to open bank accounts, credit cards, obtain driver's license, even purchase homes or vehicles. Now, when we kind of zoom out a bit, one thing that we've seen this, we see happen regularly, a child gets to be 18 years old and they discover they owe $25,000 to a collection company for a car they never bought. What a shocking way to start adulthood. Really what this may mean, or what we often see it mean, is that kids aren't able to make their first big purchase, borrow money. And for many youth, that's actually college. It's student loans. So it might defer their ability to go to college. On the flip side, fortunately, if you're a member with us and you have a family plan, you already have access to those tools that can help you stay a step ahead. That is so crazy. I mean, just it had never occurred to me that your kids would be a target. But we do put, especially once your kids are, I guess, well, like what are the risk spots? Is it social media? Is it just buying something online and putting information in? What puts your kids at risk? Yeah, that's a great question. So kids have more access than ever to devices. And actually, one study predicts by 2030, two-thirds of identity fraud cases among kids will result from parents sharing about kids online. Oh, I need so to hear more about that. We can talk more about that. I've got some great tips for that. There's also, you know, a hybrid work environment. So more people are working home than ever, and kids may have access to your workplace devices. That can lead to not only, of course, a kid's identity being stolen or your identity, but actually hacking into your company or organization. Wow. And then lastly, I'll just add this because it's really important, really high on our list of things to watch out for at Allstate Identity Protection. Many caretakers of kids today are also taking care of parents or grandparents. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, that might resonate with you. And people over 60 are also online more than ever like kids, and they're losing more than ever to identity fraud and scams. So it's just really important to ensure that both through identity protection, but just through some common sense and a couple things that we kind of think of doing, but we don't necessarily do like practicing good hygiene, that we move forward and do that and open these conversations up with both our kids and the older adults in our lives. So can you explain what a digital footprint is? And is there like, let's say someone's listening and they have a new baby and they're just thinking, I'm going to set up an email account for this baby. They're not going to use it right now, but we're just, you know, I remember when my daughters were born, I set them you know, I set up a Gmail account for each of them with their names just because I thought that'll be nice if we grab that spot. So you set up an email account, maybe you set up a bank account. Like what are the high risk spots for creating these digital footprints that give access to folks to compromise their safety? Sure. So your digital footprint is a record of your online activity. That's certainly how we think of it. And I think overall, that's how the term is is used by others in, in security and protection businesses. 
It includes what sites you visited, where you've shopped, what accounts you've created. It's basically the trail of data you leave online by really doing anything. And if you think about it, it's gross every day. And if you lose too much personal information out there, it may leave you exposed. Is that why almost every day, if I have a conversation or Google something, I then receive a zillion related ads or even posts on social media about that topic? Yeah, that sounds right. There are all kinds of trackers online that can track your behavior, track your interests. And, you know, some of them are helpful, right? right? Being online is great. I definitely don't want, like you said, you know, we don't want to look online at at the online world as a place we don't want to go. But it's just key to remember a couple things in order to reduce your risk in a sense. So how can you, so starting with a digital footprint, how do you make a safer digital footprint? I, I guess yeah. Allstate do to to provide that protection? So at Allstate, you can actually use a tool of ours. It's called the Allstate Digital Footprint. If you plug in an email address, your email address, and verify it, you're able to see that trail, pretty complete trail of places you've been. It'll also tell you if any place that has your information, your personal information, has experienced a data breach and give you a couple tips to remedy that. Now, ultimately, if that turns into something more, we have all kinds of monitoring tools that are watching out for you at all times in all different places, whether it's your credit history, whether it's your non-credit transaction history, or on the dark web, which sounds fake, but is very real. And we are watching out and ensuring that if your information gets out or if anything looks a little suspicious, we will alert you. So you also, this includes the dark web. And is, it, is that because somebody's going on the dark web or the dark web is accessing and unbeknownst to you, your information? I don't even understand what the dark web is. People say it all <laughs> That's the time. That's a great question. I'll explain to you kind of what we know. So the dark web is a piece of the web that's hard to access. It's using a specific browser that's highly encrypts information. I'm being a little reductive, but for our own purposes, that's how we can think of it. Now, to specifically answer your question, what generally happens is a organization or a company that has your information will have a data breach. So a company experiences a data breach, and then the data might get purchased, placed on the dark web, which is used as a marketplace, sold, and then used to commit identity theft. So it is a multi-step oh, process wow. from data breach to identity theft. That's so wild. So you don't even know what's happening. It's sort of underneath all of our, not like, it's just not part of what we think we're signing in for. So now that we're hearing about data breaches, are there simple ways that families can think about protecting themselves from these breaches? Yeah, absolutely. There are some ways you can do yourself at home, some things you can do yourself, or you can do them with help from us if you're a member. So let's start with freezing your credit. By placing a security freeze on your child's credit, you make it harder for someone else to open a line of credit in their name. There are three credit bureaus 
Different states and bureaus have a different process for this, but in general, it is simple and effective to request a freeze on your child's behalf. What is a freeze? What is a freeze? Like, because you know they're not trying to get credit, it's like there's no reason for them to apply. So you just place a freeze until you know that you're taking them to apply? Yes, that is correct. Effectively, a freeze allows you to basically put a notification on your credit. So if someone is trying to access your credit, it effectively makes it impossible to do so. Interesting. We all kind of know, but it's important to remember, just be very cautious about sharing personally identifiable information summer camps, doctor's visits, extracurriculars. When you sign up your kids for activities like these, you may be asked to reveal personal information like a social security number or other identifying data. And don't be afraid to question why these details are needed or even to leave fields blank when you're being asked to reveal more than really seems necessary. And it can be fun to celebrate our kids online, you know, from ultrasound pics to birthday pics, But disclosing information like that, it can leave kids exposed to future risks. So, you know, we just talked about two things, date of birth, right? And that's personally identifiable information. So before you post something, before you fill out a form, really consider if the information you're sharing could make your child vulnerable to fraud now or later on. Even something like a first day of school front porch snapshot could reveal a house address. And that's some unintentional PII that was revealed. So the next kind of basic step, just teach your kids how to protect themselves online. We teach our kids about stranger danger in real life. And I think it's very important to have the same conversation with kids about talking to strangers online. This is sort of instilling a a healthy skepticism about whether people online are who they say they are. A good rule of thumb is only chat with someone on social media if you know them in real life. It's also important to make sure kids understand the hallmarks of phishing, meaning someone's attempting to lure them into giving information. Some of those hallmarks might be blurry images, typos. Urgency is a big one. You know, act now, do this thing now. It's very important to educate kids and families on. The more that they understand you know, what scams are and what scammers are up to, the better they'll be prepared to protect themselves. And just remember, you know, parenting in the digital age is very hard. We're always here to help. If you're a member and identity theft occurs, or even you just want some more tips like this, our certified specialists are just a phone call away. You can call them and talk to them about these kinds of things at any time. And how do you know if you're Child, well, I guess two follow-up questions. How do you know if you or your kids have been compromised? And does signing up for now that I mean, this is a partner conversation, but I'm actually it's a funny way to ask it because I'm really not saying it like, oh, you got to get out there and sign up for all state identity protection services, except it kind of feels like you do. And I really am curious, like when you do, does it go back into the past or does it protect you going forward? How does that work? Yeah, we can actually do both. That's one of the unique things about our service. So if you have a past incident, you can call us and we can help you remedy it. 
overall, our protection is primarily focused on three pieces. So we detect, so we use monitoring tools to help identify threats to your data, credit your identity. Then if something does happen, if we uh, take a look and it looks like there is identity theft or fraud going on, our specialists will manage and recover your identity. And then lastly, we reimburse. So we cover the cost of many out-of-pocket expenses, lost wages and legal fees. Even things like, you know, do I have to get a babysitter because I was busy handling this incident? And perhaps kind of one of the most unique pieces for us, we can alert families to possible harm down the road. So since we protect millions of people, we have the ability to see what they should look out for any particular scam. And the goal is, of course, to help them avoid future fraud incidents. So an example of this is you would get an alert from us that says, you know, kids are losing more to fraud scams than ever. Here's how to talk to them about fraud. So we do everything from warning you when we see something to warning you before we even see something. But we just know that something is trending to helping you remedy any harm that does happen. It's so, it's so funny because maybe it's not funny, but I was just with my, I was with my daughter yesterday, who's my chief technical advisor in the household because she's (laughs) in high school. And she said, you have X number of passwords. I don't even know if I should be saying this on the podcast or if this should be deleted, but she said, you have X number of passwords that it says are compromised. You really need to be better with your passwords. Is password something that is part of this? Like when you see those warnings or if you're not being, you're not using those, you know, the funky passwords that you can choose that that are chosen for you versus ones that you choose. Is that related to this or am I just going off into a whole other world? Yes. So when I'm guessing your daughter is looking at it, she's looking at some feature or functionality that's basically scraping the dark web and sees a password like yours on the dark web, the same password. And so it's alerting you to say, hey, this is being stolen or sold, right? And you should change it because it might be sold to someone who can use it to impersonate you. So creating unique passwords for each account is always advised, unique and complex passwords. I mean, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Sure thing. This is so useful. And it sounds like, first of all, yay, that there is actually a program people can sign up for to make this easier, because certainly this is deep into tech that not all of us have capacity for. And also, it's really good information for the adults who, you know, we all grew up you know, over time, we're learning about the digital age. We didn't start off with any of this. So our kids are coming out right away with all of this. But as we're learning, we're also probably incredibly easy targets for the exact reason that I just described to you. And and I think it's wonderful that there are conversations to have to help digital natives understand the safety and security of their digital footprint because we are raising digital natives, but we're not actually digital natives ourselves. And that really presents a little bit of a problem because you don't know what you don't know. So how do folks sign up and how much of a process is it? I say as a person who 
avoids these things because I just don't want the pain in the butt of it all. But it's obviously something we need to do. What What's the process? Yeah, so we've rolled out family plans to ensure you and your loved ones are covered without the typical age or residency restrictions that you sometimes see in family plans. They're very generous. So regardless of where they live or whether they receive financial support from you, you can enroll your household under one plan. So spouse, kids, parents, in-laws, etc. Signing up is really simple. You go to AIP.com or I'll say identityprotection.com. We have a family tab. You can learn a bit more there and you simply sign up and you input your own information and we can help you do that and we can help you set up the right tools that are good for you. We also offer employee benefits so you can often get our service through your benefits at work. We offer them to over 30% of large companies in the U.S. So it's definitely worth it to check with you or your partner's employer to see if you can get it there. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was really helpful and I think pretty motivating. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.